0: Uh, there we go. All right, so repeat that last
1: question. Why do we? I'm trying to think of how to better phrase it, but why do we desire? One state or another to begin with, like I understand why the borders get drawn from a young age. We get banged into often enough that this thing ignorantly starts to throw up. Lines and walls and such and oh, this is over here and this is over here and that's over there, but we construct a
0: framework for our reality that is basically what we can say is, is that we as humans are capable of understanding. The nature of reality in the sense um, that we can remember a whole lot better dogs, for instance, don't know death they can see a dead animal and it doesn't register me next right okay we so there's so that so that's what humans have so that the kind of world that we live in is constructed differently and so we live in a different reality than the dogs do but actually we're more refined than that because each individual person has their own individual view uh, our version of reality and it's almost okay. like our uh, own personal all big uh, point of view. We can call it a world yeah.
1: view. Right? Yeah.
0: And the reason that we do that is because not having one makes things terrifying.
1: Oh. Because if we can't figure out where it belongs, then it's scary to us.
0: Right, because it might be dangerous. This is the whole point about doubt. This is that doubt brings on that fear of, well, what if I can't figure it out? Okay. I can't put it into my world view.
1: And this brings about anger, fear. All kinds of possibilities. Of desire, yeah. Including
0: wakening up Mm -hmm. to this whole whole, um world view thing that we have this constructed reality we can call it concepts that in fact right now we're talking about it in a kind of conglomerate overall way of a world view but normally we speak of it in the sense of the various pieces and parts so in fact, instead of talking about the whole castle, we talk about moats, and we talk about drawbridges and things like that, and we need to also draw back and recognizing that what we're really talking about is, is that all that, those rights, rules, rituals, and everything like that is what the scaffolding or the framework is for the construction of my world view.
1: How amazing that that goes both ways, mm-hmm. that it can put us into a scary corner, but it can wake us up.
0: Right. But the scary corner is when we're doing it with um, um, instinct. Right. Because our constructed reality and the faults with it is very much like the constructed reality that the alligator lives with when he's being picked up by a huge crane and about to get eaten. not supposed to be that way. Alligators are the ones who eat cranes, buddy. (laughs) Right. Okay, Okay. Okay. animals construct realities about how things ought to be and should be they just don't have such a long list as us humans. Right. Okay, so you could actually then think about this world view that we have as a structure it means that the rules of the architectural drawings. Right. Okay, so this is why we want to start looking at the rules, especially as they come up right now, because we have to look right. at the architectural drawing in order to fill in this space of my world view. Right and we go around basically trying to protect our worldview. In a way, every argument is putting your whole worldview out on display yep. and under attack. Yep. Because if they can find right. one little tiny little place in my worldview, the whole thing will collapse.
1: With it's all connected.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's all connected and it's all imaginary
1: anyway, <laughs> and
0: somehow at a deep level, we know that.
1: <laughs> so then i guess the question i have too is why do we desire awakening does that make sense well because in my mind the way
0: no no wait a minute we put that as part of the rules why do Uh, we we don't desire awakening but we do desire and it's okay. uncomfortable as hell, and we don't like it, and we want out of that desire, except that we don't recognize uh, that circle we've gotten ourselves into, okay? We want out, uh, basically.
1: Of desire and aversion, of craving. Well, of no,
0: that's out. what you add to it.
1: That's okay. what the
0: actual deep-level fear or the deep-level feeling is what mm-hmm. we want escape from we don't like being afraid uh, we don't like it no, no. <laughs> it's true it, it, it not only is dangerous uh, in, in the sense of um, anxiety attacks that are unnecessary or yeah. lying to the police unnecessarily and then you're in really big trouble all of that kind of big stuff Mm-hmm. Or even at the biological level, people who are filled with fear fear often have ailments. Yes. But in fact,
1: the the guys that
0: are most hung up about sex and think about it so much of the time wind up with prostate cancer. Yes, right. Hence, I offer you the Catholic priest (laughs) for having prostate cancer.
1: Interesting. They're also famous for restricting.
0: All right. So in going on with that, we don't also like fear because it, the fear itself, is a signal for danger. That, in fact, right. it is the self-preservation mechanism that is sounding the siren of fear. <laughs> and it has a whole lot of chemical components that are going in there with... um um uh, Oh, adrenaline is number one, cortisol, all of those protective kind of things to pump us Mm -hmm. up, get ready for fight or flight. Yes. And that getting us ready for fight or flight is also called a state of freeze. And if an animal freezes too long, they're eaten. Done. And so we have to get past that freeze point. But humans are really good at freezing. Yeah. Yeah. For years. that means years, we're not breathing years. very well and so we're not able to, because of all of the adrenaline and the bud is getting into the body ready to fight or flight, there's not much blood left in the brain to think with. That's when we need it most as humans. Right. Right. Okay. And so what we need to do then in the practice of anapanasati is to start looking at the fear when it's at a very low level. And the kind of thoughts that bring it on, because often there's adrenaline pumping going on that most people are not aware of. They're just right. agitated, and they don't even right. know that it's because the body is uh, full of these chemicals that are based upon the fact that you're terrified of something or another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I that's exactly why... That's exactly why a whole bunch of police will gang up on some kid and beat the piss out of him. is because they had to chase him down, and that was a lot of work, and I was afraid I was going to lose him. And so now they're absolutely ginned up with all the fear, and that turns immediately into rage.
1: Yep, right.
0: And so the cop is almost like a gun going off
1: himself. Exactly, whether they have a pistol in their hands or not.
0: Well, right, exactly. It doesn't matter about the uh, the discharge of the weapon. It's that built up um, anger, frustration,
1: right? And and fear that this guy is going to get away. So when we have a desire for awakening, we have a, a desire to extinguish fear to stop having these feelings.
0: Well, once we wake up to the fact that the problem is the fear. And that we need to wake up to it, whenever it does occur, and tell that child, that little infant, everything's okay. rock right. baby. <laughs> Lullaby and good night. Everything is okay. You're safe. You're secure. Look at what's going on, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is the way we begin to train ourselves is to see that fear because those fears came from something unwholesome. We could almost define as what makes a thought unwholesome is is that it's got terror built in as part of
1: the seed of it. Wow. Right. What a good distinction.
0: All right. So a wholesome thought is going to be a soothing, gentle thought. Okay. That everything is okay. That's the wholesome, and you, generally the reality is that's how it is. Okay,
1: yeah, right. Even when okay. things don't seem like they should be okay, they're more likely than not more okay than you think they are.
0: Exactly. Well, here's the point: How yeah. often do you actually get chased by the police
1: <laughs> and <laughs> you're running down other the things. road
0: to save mm-hmm. your life? That doesn't happen are... very often. No. But how often do we feel like that's what's happening? Right. Way often. too often. <laughs> Way too
1: often. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And so we're not living in a real reality of actually having to run away from the police and being chased. Mm-hmm. But we feel like things are that dangerous. Right. When in fact it's not.
1: Even simple, simple things can fire that up.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the state of us being human and still with this animal thing that is called the instincts, the self-preservation instincts, the old programming that was given to us as humans as a gift from whatever was before us. And it looks like that those guys had some stuff going for them. I've even mentioned, I think, to you about fire and dogs. Could have yes. been given to humans before humans existed. it was part of the heritage that came down. But One would fact, think so. It's certainly been right. around,
1: right?
0: Right, yeah. because with without humans being born as a species, already eating cooked food.
1: Right.
0: Right. So who taught us how to cook food, mommy and daddy, who were not quite mm-hmm. human? And sometimes <laughs> we recognize that even at home. <laughs> <laughs> These people are not actually human. I'm the human here. <laughs> and that's true because yes, every 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 generation we become more human. Right. And parents are afraid of losing control because in fact they do. Yes. Because the next generation of kids are smarter than us. Right. And we don't How want to give them that
1: credit. Right interesting hmm. so here's a question about patichas mupada mm-hmm. we know this is the way that things happen you know this exists so that exists this doesn't exist so that does not exist where in the links in are they nadanyas? is that how you say it i don't know I don't know the oh, word you In the, yet. the 12, 12 links. Um, where in the 12 links is volition? Where is will? Where is, uh, for example, when I change an unwholesome thought to a wholesome from thought? Feelings, to, from feelings, the will
0: to want. Okay. I like it is the feeling. I want it is the it's will. The craving. The clinging is the full-blown will that winds up all being disappointed.
1: The mm-hmm.
0: So we have Veda and other feelings, then we have Tanha, the beginning of will, then the full-blown will, but the surprise is, is that the self and the will at that level are deeply connected. Right. But in fact, you could have asked, is that where the self comes from? Right. But you asked the will but it's the same thing. Right. Okay. Self-preservation, oh. the will to live, the will to strive,
1: the will to go get what I want. So what are karmic propensities? Where do they fit into that chain? That's just from another
0: word. That's just another for word habits?
1: for habit. Okay. So where does the habit, does it just shorten the amount of time? From the, from karma, from the to action.
0: From the old mm.
1: actions okay and this is what sense impressions do is when they make an impression on our mental continuum they bring about a patterning
0: maybe we can give you this little phrase okay thoughts and feelings run tighter circles around each other and that will bring rise to voice that we will say it that almost always every criminal will threaten before he does it <laughs> that in fact cobras stand up and wiggle around right before they strike you know they're about to strike before they actually strike because they will signal okay this is what we're meaning is is that we make a voice or we sound it out whatever we say as humans then Will become our actions. So we'll actually yes. go out and do the axe murder that we warned somebody that we were going to do because that was what we were thinking about or whatever it is. Okay. Right. So with actions repeated, because all of this stuff is on a roll, this is all Samsara yeah. wheels of, of doing it. And if you keep doing it, it becomes a <laughs> habit. Yes. Like smoking cigarettes. The right. first time a kid smokes a cigarette, they hate it. Every one of us hate that first
1: cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I smoked for, what, 20-something years, you know? Yeah, but the first one you yeah. hated. Didn't okay. like it. Yeah, taste bad. Smoked but you
0: bad. kept doing it until you got used to it, and then you became addicted to it. That's the habit.
1: Right, right. Okay? Very much and so.
0: Then, and then the big surprise is, is that our habits lead to our destiny. Right. Who we are, then, the destiny, who you're destined to be, your personality is nothing but a pattern uh, of habits. That so you're who quit smoking? Someone, huh?
1: Who is it that quits smoking?
0: The one who, the wisdom, okay? So we can say now we're adding wisdom to the thing. We can see that the, the dangers are real in this direction. And I've been paying uh, attention by being afraid of things that happened in this direction, which would be like the present normal well, wisdom gives us the ability to see. Dangers ahead. So that we can take actions now to avoid them.
1: Okay, and this is going Just again like again.
0: every. automobile accident, almost every one of them would be prevented if people were watching where they were going and saw what was happening. The trailers right. would not jackknife if the if the driver is skilled enough to know what it's like before the not, the car not or the truck jackknifes, so that right. he doesn't put it in that situation. Interesting. Okay, so this is all about wisdom, which means this is the actual awakening, is that we start paying attention to reality right here, right now, and pretty darn quick at it. <laughs> rather than keep trying to make sense out of it understand it put it into our worldview figure out whether we agree with it or not etc and all of that kind of stuff so then the feelings arise well we don't need any feelings what we need is to
1: look look at the contact
0: look at what's going on Use your wisdom. eye. see how things are going, the trajectory. The example that I
1: use. Go ahead. Do we ever actually see anything other than what the mind throws up? So, for example, I watch a bird or mm -hmm. I I watch this finger. Well, I'm watching the finger on the phone, but you know what I'm saying? But I'm not watching the finger. I'm watching what the mind creates after it takes in a bunch of light bouncing around. Right. If we even know that there's light. But we don't even know that there's light. The light could be of the mind.
0: All right. Let me put it like this for you. That's the best part of being human is that we can figure out the trajectories of that bird. Okay. Now there's uh, roots of that. In the sense of, let us say, a bird and a snake are fighting with each other, and they're watching closely the movements of each other so that they can anticipate it and meet them. So as the bird flies up, the snake jumps up also. Right. Okay. So they already have a very primitive version of this. Humans, because of our large capacity for being able to receive data and keep track of a lot of it, we're not doing it very well. Computers now are better at remembering things than humans. But we've got a lot of it ahead of the animals. Right. And because of that, we put things that way so that our wisdom Means that we can see the dots, even if the dots are happening once a week or once a month. We can put it together, just like Galileo was able to figure out the projections of the, well, of the moons, and then got yeah. the the orbits of of the planets, just because he kept looking at it, and meticulously measuring, and he figured yeah. that stuff out and proved the entire church and everybody else wrong, yeah. and they hated him for that.
1: Right. Why? Why are we scared to be separate and together? It
0: didn't fit into their worldview. Okay. And people get terrified when they lose their worldview. What do you? I mean, it's almost like when he said that, it's almost like the heavens themselves are falling. I mean, Chicken Little, right. the sky is falling. <laughs> That's what happened to the Catholic Church when Galileo came by. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Their whole cosmos was destroyed right in front of them.
1: Mm -hmm. But, okay, so here's a question. In that tradition, for example, there are contemplatives that have these realizations. Is it simply because they call it God that they're not terrified?
0: Actually... Each individual person uses their own internal language. Sometimes it's pre-verbal. But an experience is just an experience. Okay. But sometimes an experience can really give us some information we need. Right. An example of that is walking into the kitchen and having a conversation with somebody and you put your hand down on the stove because you know that it's all... And you get a scorching reception and you burned your hand. (laughs) And then you recognize from now on, you're going to be careful of that stove. Right. Okay. Walking into fire, getting injured is a big wake up call for us. And we remember that stuff that, in fact, we remember the most dangerous things that have ever happened to us are the things that we remember the most the times when times were tight. The example hmm. that I will often use is little Johnny is writing on the wall with crayons, white wall in his bedroom, and his mother comes in and catches him. Now she's got two choices: one is she can compliment him on being a budding Picasso and get him some good art equipment, or she can raise Cain about the um, the landlord and painting the wall and this kind of stuff, you know, which is where most of them go. And so right. now little Johnny. When he remembers that, he's going to remember getting fussed at. Mm-hmm. He's not going to remember how much fun it was to actually do the drawing. Right. That's the way the human mind works. It doesn't work that one hundred percent of the time, but that's the the basic way is, is that the self preservation instinct wants to make sure that we're going to avoid danger. That's what the whole point about staying alive is all about, is to stay out of danger.
1: And not we, but I. Mm-hmm. So what of altruism? Is this a short-circuiting of this? Well, or is what it we're actually looking for, pointing?
0: actually it means that we're bringing um, wisdom into our selfishness. We're bringing wisdom in, that I'm not alone, that I've got friends here. Yeah. Let me treat my yeah. friends the way I want to treat myself. Okay?
1: Hmm. Why is that comforting?
0: Well, why not comfort yourself?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's
0: what the whole part of Anapanasati is all about, is to stop being afraid. Because often when we're afraid, we're afraid of those people out there. And when we're no longer afraid, we're not afraid of those people.
1: They're our friends now. When I think about what I'm afraid afraid of of. the most, the thing I'm afraid of the most, I think, is being alone.
0: Well, you can't do
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be afraid or can't be alone? You can't be alone, Yeah.
0: We'll even when you're in the solitary cell in a prison. That's about mm-hmm. it in our uh, Western imagination how alone you can get, or perhaps right. alone and in the desert. But that's a different situation because that's downright dangerous, the desert itself. Alone has it's got nothing yeah. to do with it. Where's that drink of water?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right.
0: But if you're in the prison cell, you're not going to be alone. I mean, if you leave the food out, you're going to have a mouse or a rat or uh, at least some um, uh, uh, cockroaches. You can have a party. You can feed them. Okay. Okay. That in fact, that's quite common for people in in prisons. Uh, for them, for a guy to have a pet mouse or a pet rat. Sometimes the pet yeah. rat actually saves a guy's life for some reason or another, like jumping <laughs> jumping in the shirt of the guy who's about to beat him up or something like that. You know. <laughs>
1: yes, of course.
0: Okay, so being alone then is still a mental state, right. not a reality. No. And if you're in still, they don't don't do but the twenty. They taught at twenty-three hours. At least you have an hour. You can be nice yeah. to the guards. You can say thank you when they serve the grub. you compliment them on doing such a good job and taking care of you all, so that you have some peace and quiet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay. That's well, as you're
0: right. saying, yeah. but as you're thinking now we can recognize that your fear of being alone is a construction that you've made up because you have not ever been in a situation where you were alone correct so you're afraid of something that you've never seen and doesn't exist and quite likely to not ever exist right and if you make friends with yourself then it doesn't matter you can be alone because you've got friends And the better part of it is that if you're friends with other people, they won't leave you alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How amazing.
1: (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. see,
0: there's nothing to be afraid of. So now your worst fear is just (laughs) right out the door. What a relief that is to recognize that the number one feeling was irrelevant all along
1: yeah that is very relieving that is very
0: but i just I just talked myself into feeling afraid when there was nothing to fear
1: mm-hmm.
0: except fear itself. I don't know where Churchill got that expression, but he was so spot on
1: that's he was on. pretty brilliant with it, wasn't he? Uh-huh He talked about his depression as a little black dog that followed him around. Nice to sit and feel okay.
0: Yeah. Feeling okay. That's <laughs> that's what this practice is all about is to recognize that I don't have to fear anything. Right. What a relief that is. Certainly. We
1: can get it of... so done. hmm I mean, like you said, we can get so much done. You right, not... done with fear is done enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've got time.
1: Hmm. I've got time. Tons of it, yeah? Well, right now I do. (laughs) Oh, that was something I thought on I wanted to ask you about as well. This is Uh another rule that we have, this time thing, Mm Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I look at my present experience, anything that happens to do with the future is happening now. Anything that happens to do with the past is happening now. Oh. But anything that's happening now is also happening now, but it's only dependent on the other two times existing, isn't it?
0: No, those two times don't
1: exist. Just, Except it's in not...
0: your imagination. You made them up. Right. Right. Okay, you stored that stuff away, not very well, and you retrieved it not very well, and you think it was all real, and in fact, the past is dead. You can't pick it back up. A cup that's broken <laughs> is broken, period. But until the, the scientist, or perhaps the neuroscientists figure out how we can turn the clock backwards, we're just going to have to be content that it rolls the way that it does, cause and effect, rather than effect and cause. But a lot right. of people want it to be the other way around. In fact, I just right. saw you do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell me, a, tell me a, now. What did you see? Right. I want to
0: know. Oh, I thought it was before. But maybe it was something with Keyshawn earlier today. But in oh, any case... It's very possible. Um, yes, we do. We confuse cause and effect. You can, in fact, say that wisdom is being able to correctly see cause and effect because then you can see this stuff causing over here and you can recommend or you can recognize "Hmm, i wonder when the effect is going to take hold
1: (laughs) interesting so is there any point in looking for the cause or is there only a point in looking now.
0: well, looking to see what he is and pretty soon as humans we begin to make these connections. okay but in fact this this the whole set of connections that we're talking about here was when the Buddha figured out, "Aha, I see you and that's where he was able to put the whole thing of Pattra samuppada together. and so, by, by doing that, we're, we're quite grateful because I could not have put two and two together and he's put one to twelve together and, right. <laughs> that, and that was brilliant. That it may not be perfect, but it certainly fulfills the the, the service, it's serviceable.
1: Yes, very and, much. And, sure. and
0: no other tradition that I know of it has quite that serviceability as the teaching actually of the Buddha. Not many different Buddhist groups here and there and not psychology. I've been down that path. Not in engineering, though. They've got a whole lot of good stuff going for them. At least the engineers can put a building up and keep their house from going on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and if they knew how to put their engineering skills together and start looking at their own mind, they wouldn't put their own internal house on fire either. <laughs> Very true. <cool. laughs> <laughs> They'd know how to wire it up when their electricians <laughs>
1: So is that is that part of what we're doing here? Is we're we're rearranging the right. We're
0: stop going system. by old assumptions. Okay. That we made as children instinctively. Okay. And start rebuilding our world as best we can that actually fits reality.
1: That reality is everything goes together. There's nothing that goes apart. But this There's is always a paradise. This is a paradise. This is and a paradise.
0: Everybody who's out looking for a paradise is destroying the one they've got.
1: Right.
0: Those uh... Because they're trying to fix it and repair it instead of allowing it to be uh-huh. hunky dory, just the way it is. Things are all right already. the The big problem was is that I was afraid when things were all right. right already. And because I was afraid, I had to go find out how I could fix things so I wouldn't be afraid anymore. Well, that was the basic mistake of humanity. Yeah. The basic mistake we make is we want to go fix things so that I'll feel safe, rather than seeing that things are safe. It's okay to feel safe.
1: Now that's in early uh, Judaism. That's the whole point. Yes. To feel safe. To feel okay.
0: Well, no. That the basic mistake is that people think they have to go fix things so that they can feel safe.
1: They've been fixed. Rather
0: than, and so they they spend all our time making traps and, and features and all of that kind of stuff to try to fix reality when, in fact, if we would investigate it closely, we'd see that it was already safe and yeah. that it was okay to feel safe
1: Yeah.
0: without having to fix it because it ain't broken.
1: So what causes us to feel safe?
0: Is it Wisdom, of... again, is to recognize, to investigate, and to see that there is no reason to be afraid. And we can let our guard down. Everything really is all right. Relax. Take a rest already. Hmm. We see that with puppies.
1: Yeah.
0: But in fact, I've seen films of abandoned puppies that were absolutely terrified of everything. And somehow the the owner got a hold of the puppy and after feeding him and drying off a few hours later, the puppy's actually going to be taking a nap on her chest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But not while he was terrified, he had to see that things were okay. Well, see out in the rain on the road, it was terrifying.
1: Right.
0: But in this nice lady's lap with the milk and all, warm and everything, So even puppies can see reality. It's humans who can't. (laughs) We won't trust this woman.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. Hmm. Hmm. So danger, real, like, let's say, let's not say danger, real danger. No real danger. Let's say...
0: You almost in your life, you can recommend or you can recognize you almost never have any real danger. I mean, when was the last time you were actually in real danger? When was the last time you got robbed? When was the last time you got busted? Not just stopped for a check, but actually, but it's been so long. I mean, how many years has it been since you were on the battlefield? Yeah,
1: that's yeah. been okay. and that's been a decade plus. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. But, you know, there
0: are yeah. guys who still have PTSD, which means yeah. they still think they're
1: on the battlefield. They haven't right. figured out that they're safe yet. But we were safe on the battlefield as well. In my mind now, when I look back at it, in, <laughs> a, in a very ultimate sense, there was no need, even then, to fear what was happening. There was only a need to do what needed to be done. and had anything
0: happen well that makes one a good soldier though right okay right as opposed to a, a buddhist philosopher who will say he sees what's going on and excuse me i'm we, going to the toilet in new jersey
1: yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to go find some place that's safe really safe right so Hmm. So when we talk about birth and death, I'm not sure there are toilets in New Jersey that are safe.
1: So that would <laughs> be. Relatively safer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> At least not so hot and stinky. Mm-hmm. It's well, a porta potties in 130 degree heat smell bad.
0: Right. Right. And, and that's also the point of being able to get comfortable. That's what the whole quality of safe, secure, and comfortable are about. We have to get ourselves into a safe place. Right. Because we know, at least intellectually, that we are either in a safe place or not. And it's kind of a little joke to tease the students about, there's no bears in your closet, there's no (laughs) alligators on the floor, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: right, so since since we are in fact actually alone at least for the moment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's, let's take advantage of it. Right.
1: So, I've got a call coming in.
0: We'll finish this one and then I'll I'll get back to you know.
1: That sounds great. Um.
0: So anyway, this this point that we were making is actually the good place to, to, to go with this, is that it is the fear. And the fears that we're talking about are the unfounded fears that come out of our deep past through our genes that kept us alive. And in fact, our fear often keeps us alive in this life. I mean, those yep. daredevils would do even more daredevilish stuff and get so many more of them killed <laughs> if none of them were afraid. In fact, the fear is what makes it spectacular um, anyway.
1: Yes, right. Okay. It makes it something to look at a spectacle.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it really has a lot to do with, with fear. And when you recognize that, oh, that's the number one feeling that we should be paying attention to. Do I feel uneasy or uncomfortable in any way? Let me go back and get myself into a state of feeling comfortable, safe, and secure. Like that. Mm-hmm, just like that. Mm-hmm. Or at least within a few breaths. Yeah, maybe one
1: or two, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> one or two or three. Or in fact, when we get into the rhythm of really liking the breath, then we've forgotten yeah. all about where's the fear because we're having trouble. We much all about fungus. counting. Yeah, everything is okay, all right, so this is the way that we can deal with the fear is to remove it is by mm-hmm. not giving it much of anything, we we give it right. no juice and, and we take um, uh, the focus and attention off of it and let it subside, that we in fact we created the fear, we're just not sure of how we did that but right. watch closely and now and we'll so figure that out if we
1: watch closely, we'll figure it yes okay and we'll
0: figure it out we'll see it mm. right now the job to do it is, is let, let, relax
1: right let it go
0: let that little puppy go ahead and take a nap <laughs> I <don't need> that. <laughs> all right no problem everything is mm. okay <laughs> wonderful so We'll finish now. I have some other stuff that I want to talk to you about, but I've got uh, uh, actually Kemasitu is calling, and I want to get with him. Good. So, much love, camarada. This has been really great. Thank
1: you. It has. Thank you. Tell Kemasitu I said hello. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll talk to you soon, my friend.